Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Welcome to another episode of Adventures in Hell World. I am your host, Mike Rains, a.k.a. Poker and Politics, and I am joined, as always, by Sarge. Hello from the internet. And the mysterious hell. Hello from Castlevania, my beautiful babies. Ooh, spooky. Yes, that was one of the one of my thoughts about that theme music that we had. It was that Castlevania was definitely in the mix. I've Streets of Rage was something else I've heard previously. Um that was uh, created by DJ Minimal Effort, uh, who I much appreciate <laughs> for him doing that for us. Yeah, uh, DJ DJ Min- Minimal Effort, who is a, a, a friend of uh, friend the of pod, him. and also uh, a pretty uh, for, formerly pretty good magic player. No one's playing a lot of magic these days, at least not live. No, <laughs> no. But uh, yeah, so um, we got music from him. That was great. We're looking for. We're going to get some outro music that we're working on. That'll be coming up very soon, hopefully. Uh, so that's a, kind of the fun about the show, as it were. Uh, beyond all that, uh, this week uh, we had the wonderful controversy of Tucker Carlson going at our military for God knows what reason. Um, mm-hmm. South Park decided to do a QAnon show because they're incredibly topical and with it. And uh, other sorts of fun and frivolity happened. But of course, first and foremost, we have to let you know that this is a QAnon podcast, which means it may not be for everybody. Content warning. The Adventures in Hellworld podcast talks in depth about QAnon, which means we have to talk about all kinds of child abuse and violence against people. Listener discretion advised. So, yeah, um, this has been kind of a uh, weird week in the sense that for normal people. In the sense that Tucker Carlson decided he wanted to start railing against vaginas. <laughs> yeah. yeah. 
Oh, well, I mean, that is a conservative, uh, huge talking point. I mean, uh, the Grammys happened, and oh my God, uh, that they they did a wet ass pussy uh, performance, and America fell. If you watch right wing media, all the, all these all these women pop stars in America, they make us look weak. If you look at Chinese pop stars; they're so masculine. Oh, they're so masculine, so strong. <laughs> There's there isn't a massive uh, machine in Asia that creates literal women's groups and boy bands also, and has them performing for everybody all. I the used time. to be a huge Adele fan. Then she got knocked <laughs> up. Now she's dead to me. <laughs> yeah, where is she? She did that James Bond themed a million years ago, and then just. And then, I mean, and then, Adele just like put out a new album. I think this year. It, and she lost oh, a million pounds. I mean, she yeah, and she, and she was walking around in cornrows for a while. Shit got weird just before. Yeah. The pan- Everybody thinks the pandemic made stuff weird. Shit was getting weird before the pandemic. <laughs> we we were already year. on that slide. We were already on that slide, and then it, it just got worse because we had to. Let, I think what happened was we all had to stay home and realize how weird everything was. <laughs> we were like, yeah. "Wow!" I, I mean, pe- people forget that that even before the pandemic, we were starting to get Rosadel, Demon, <laughs> co-opting culture. <laughs> Anyway, we should probably actually talk about headlines. Yeah. <laughs> probably should do that, yes. Give us From the digital headlines to the digital front lines, it's cues in the news. So, uh, yes, our dearest friend, uh, Tucker Carlson, an absolute uh, col- a human colostomy bag, decided that our military is too feminine, too weak. Hey, buddy, uh, colostomy bags are useful. This is true. This is true. Um, but uh, this... Th- this absolute piece of shit, uh, decided that our military is weak, effeminate, and useless, and that the Chinese military is strong oh, and powerful. And they were so much more manly than ours. And uh, this led to uh, the military uh, popping back at Tucker Carlson because you like they're the military. They kind of back their <laughs> own. This is the whole point of the military. It's a brotherhood. You are a collective of people who have each other's backs. You're literally supposed to be the people that drag each other off the battlefield when you're wounded. This is like the ultimate form of solidarity that you're putting your lives in each other's hands. So, of course, you're going to tell Tucker Carlson to pound stand when he pulls this shit. And all of this led to this rather interesting situation where you have QAnon, who are both right-wing dipshits and totally just slavishly worshipful of the military. Their mantra that they have been spouting off for all this time after Biden's been sworn in was, quote-unquote, military is the only way. Yeah, at any moment, Trump was going to activate the whole military, no chicks, to to defeat his enemies as long as there are no ladies. Uh, All of them swarm upon my enemies, my soldiers, all male. Uh, Get in there. And, and, you know, and there is and this, again, QAnon kind of figured out that deadlines are not their friend and we shouldn't get too intense on that front. But there was some scuttlebutt about uh, March uh, 20th being like the next payoff. And not a lot of not a lot of big promoters like really dip their toe in the March 30th deadline. But there was this nonsense. Wait, March twentieth or March thirtieth? Yeah, March twentieth. I'm sorry. March why, 20th. why? Why is that an important made up important date? Uh, the made off important date of March twentieth was supposedly there was some executive order that gave Trump a like sixty day review of of the military. 
And there were people in QAnon saying that Trump still controls the military even now, and that he only loses control of the military on March 20th when his 60-day review is over, which is so acidine and goes against everything that the American system of government is based upon. Like, you know what? The current president is commander-in-chief. That's that's how that works. Once you get sworn in, you're in control of the military. Guys, so, so somebody somebody get the vice news people on the horn. I've discovered who <laughs> Q is. It was Joseph Smith the whole time. Because only only his magic hat and golden peepstones or whatever can truly decipher the Q mystery. Gold, it, golden it, it, plates. Oh, oh yeah, the, the plates were gold. The peepstones were just rocks. And also yeah. the hat was nonsense. <laughs> that I mean, that, that's one of the things I love so much about people being just exasperated and horrified by QAnon. They're like, "How can people believe in this crazy nonsense?" It's like Mormonism. It's not that ancient. It happened in the last like couple hundred years, and we know that Mormonism began with a guy literally bullshitting people. I mean, bro, Scientology was like what 50, 60 years ago. Oh, yeah, in Scientology, L. Ron Hubbard was like literally literally said, you know how you make money? You make up a religion. And then he made a religion and people bought into it. The, so, o- only only the wealthiest people and the poorest people. Well, yes. if you want to get wealthy. Yeah, if you want to get wealthy, you become a Scientologist, then you make the channel. And by by con by conning rich people who are like displeased in their lives and they're just not getting that kick from Christianity. You're like, yeah, being a servant of Jesus is nice, but what if you were a level eight Thetan? How cool would that be? Yeah, I mean, do, do, you, do you suppose they ever, like, when you go in to get your OT test or whatever, do you suppose they, they ever, like, are just like, oh, man, your levels are so low. You should really just be Catholic or something. <laughs> do, 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 just, just, like, keep up the ruse so that they're not, like, like, like totally cracking open their golden egg to make sure that people keep coming back. Every once in a while, they're just like, oh, you just don't have it. You don't get to be part. When L. Ron Hobart's ghost comes back and inhabits that robot body we built for him, you don't get to be there for that okay so funny story my partner recently wanted to go to a reptile show in kansas i swear this this gets relevant and while we were waiting in line to pay to go into the reptile show there was a huge booth with five people and five long-ass tables of scientology scientology was there repping uh old xenu at the reptile show and i'm just like what I, it was so baffling. I Well, yeah, man, because you know what else is at the reptile show? Reptilians looking for trim, <laughs> and they're in deep with the Scientologists because they're all part of the deep state, buddy. Uh, where do the Palladians fit into all of this? I mean, there's, there's they're yeah, also there to fuck lizards. <laughs> I would hope so. I would absolutely hope so. I'm trying to keep up with this bit, but I'm a little hazy on the mythology of Scientology. Uh, well, no, the Palladians are just an alien thing. They're nothing to do with Scientology. My bad. I didn't know the, the different made-up aliens and which yes. ones fit in right. which. Yeah, all you really need to know is Xeno, which is the name that you hope a Scientologist starts crying out when you're really giving it to him. Yes. Oh, man. It's all about the Xenu. But um, so we had this kerfluffle between uh, Tucker and the military, and QAnon had to pick a side, and you would think that they would just tell Tucker to fuck off, because, I mean, sometimes Tucker defends QAnon, sometimes he's against QAnon. It all depends which way the wind's blowing. He can't, he but, can't, he can't defend QAnon. There is no QAnon. He said it several times. Like, where is this QAnon? I can't find him. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He has no idea what it is. Oh, yeah, he yeah. He, 
My intern, I, I, I pay, I, I, well, I didn't pay them because they're interns, but my interns, you know, I was just like, hey, find QAnon on the internet. And then they came back and told me they couldn't. So, right. The crack research team could not find any cues. Nope. The, the, the man who is like the heir to the Swanson frozen food uh, fortune couldn't hire anyone to find QAnon for him. Therefore, it does not exist. He investigated uh, all of the keyboards in the office and found that there was no Q. No, Everybody was, was making not. it up. The letter <laughs> Q was made up by the liberal media. <laughs> It was, it was just like that urban legend that after uh, George W. Bush uh, won the presidency, when he walked into the White House, the Clinton administration had ripped all the W's off all the keyboards as an FU to the incoming regime. Uh, and that's what actually happened to Tucker's staff. They had all the Q's ripped off their keyboards for, by mysterious forces. Oh, hey, Mike, we forgot our own thing that we discussed, uh, our new ongoing bit. How long? Give me a Q countdown. How long has it been since we heard from Q? 98 days, 98 98 days days. since the super secret spy trying to save the world has communicated to us what is going on behind the scenes in the shadow war between the cabal and the patriots. Uh, This breaks the record of his previous silence, which was 93 days, but that was involuntary because that was when uh, H.N. had been deplatformed and had to come back as H.N. Kuhn three months later. So uh, the guy that is the, the uh, communications pivot point between uh, the military intelligence operator trying to save the world and right-wing grifter shitheads like Lynn Wood, that guy has gone dark mysteriously. Um, but with this guy, thing- somebody get vice news. I figured out who Q is. <laughs> it was Yoshihiro Tagashi all along. He's the creator of Hunter Hunter. And if you know, you know, but uh so you you have the worship of the military on one side you have tucker who doesn't even know what q is on the other side and the military decided to come and qanon decided to come down on tucker's side qanon has decided that our military actually sucks the people they hope will save us the people they hope will reenact myanmar in front of their very eyes and crush representative democracy in their nation those people are pieces of shit um Beloved alleged ex-military member, uh, Major Patriot, a.k.a. Major Dad, has been going off on a jag about how the military sucks and how they're a bunch of feminized losers and how uh, there's a there was supposed to be a gender neutral uh, military fitness test that was being given out. And now they're going to have to fix that because men were failing that test at like a 10 percent rate and women were failing it at like a 65 percent rate. Yeah, and this proves in their mind, in, in Major Dad's mind, that the women just can't cut it in the military. When it's like, well, no one ever said that women were as strong as men. That's not anything that anyone's ever claimed. Maybe he has a point, though. I mean, I don't know. Have you seen those Chinese soldiers in their drills? I mean, God, they're just. I mean, when they pull their shirts up, they've got like they've got more abs than us. And I'm just not talking about better definition. I'm talking about like a whole extra row at the bottom. Oh, they have an eight pack. Yeah. They, they, they're experimenting to create the 10-pack. They're, they're getting there. They're getting to the point where they're going to have uh, potentially even a 12-pack of abs on a, <laughs> one Chinese soldier's body. It's going to be incredible. They're going to get up to the, the, the full the full 24-pack, like, like a full fucking rack of, of cores. And just, they pull out their shirts, and it's just like they're like a, they're like a serpent made of abs. <laughs> so, so grand and, and masculine is the Chinese military. Which is a point I keep making, like, you know, like making jokes about because I just think it's so funny that Tucker Carlson would just be like, yeah, America's military sucks and it's too feminine. 
but China, oh my God. Oh, look at them. And it's like, wow, really? You're just like, you're talking, no, you're talking shit about the American military. You're like actively praising our like probably greatest enemies at this point. Fucking lunatic. (laughs) It's always this crazy thing where they will talk about how China's eating our lunch and sleepy Joe Biden is letting China walk all over us and it sucks. And then they're like, oh, yeah, but by the way, the Chinese military soldiers, oh, they're so fit, so trim, so masculine, the very definition of an alpha. And it's like, uh, are you simping for the Chinese military? What the fuck are you doing? Why are you like so in love with them? Shouldn't you just be like kind of like mad at them instead of re- doing their propaganda on their behalf and telling us how rough and tumble they are? In the Chinese language version of the film Mulan, Jackie Chan plays the like male the the alpha male drill instructor guy who has that song "I'll Make a Man Out of You." Uh, so Jackie Chan has a Chinese language rendition of that song. And I just picture them blaring that over Chinese military drills while Tuckle Carlson is like jerking off in his studio. <laughs> He's got to. Uh, and the the head of the Marines came for Tucker Carlson and just basically called him a shithead and said he wouldn't know which end of a rifle to pick up. And he's, you know, welcome to come try out Marine basic and they'll put him on the lady standards and see how he does. And He's probably going to have to decline unless they have uh, military issue uh, bow ties that are slightly smaller than you think <laughs> like they should be. <laughs> uh, but that brings us to our next item. Uh, Senator Ted Cruz defended Tucker Carlson uh, and said he wants to speak to the head of the Marines because the military keeps picking on Tucker Carlson. So this is a sitting U.S. senator defending a independent news pundit from the military yeah i mean fucking like who's who's gonna who's gonna be the one to have to tell Tucker carlson that he's a fucking delicate snowflake and he needs to suck it up that's that's typically the conservative line on bullying right the marines apparently it's so strange to me that you have again this worshipful uh the military love it or leave it uh the whole the whole Colin Kaepernick kneeling for the anthem thing w- turned into this whole hullabaloo about how he was disrespecting our troops and he was mocking their sacrifice uh, for America. The and- science has proven that every time he took a knee, estrogen levels rose across the United States military by 0.05%, which doesn't all sound men. like a lot, but it's, it was all of them. All no, men. even even the women, too. Oh, It was crazy. It was just an explosion of estrogen. Like, the whole military is too feminine because Cap didn't want to fucking stand and salute the flag. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, every, uh, I mean, that's what happened during the whole uh, Black Lives Matter George Floyd protests when the NBA, when LeBron and everybody else were taking a knee. I mean, it just basically turned everyone in the military into ladies, pretty much. It was just this ridiculous... Uh, soy boy infusion <laughs> of soy boy. Yeah, I, I, hey, so all, the, all, the, so all the dumb slurs these people use to try to uh, explain what masculinity is and what uh, it means to be feminine. It, it's like, so ridiculous because they're, they're just children. They're just angry little children who w- like want the military to be the greatest thing in the history of the world, except when the military is too inclusive. And the military has always been 
uh, one of these uh, bulwarks against progress that we've had in America. When Truman desegregated the military after World War II, that was a huge fucking deal that pissed off a lot of people that, oh, no, you're going to make the white people intermingle with the black people and it's going to hurt troop morale. And that was just this giant shit show. And then guess what? It didn't hurt anything. And it was, it's good to have a diverse military. And then uh, we had Bill Clinton uh, try to uh, have openly gay people serve in the military. And there was this giant hullabaloo about that. They had to pass don't ask, don't tell as a half measure. And no one was happy about it because the gay people were like, well, now I have to live in the closet and be a pre- and not be who I am. And it sucks. And the bigots were like, well, now we got to suss out the gay people and get them removed from the military to keep it pure. And then Obama got rid of that and just said, guess what? Openly gay people can serve. So then they started like trying to micromanage it. And then Trump tried to kick trans people out of the military because we can't pay for your transitioning hormones and all that kind of stuff. So go away, trans people. Did I mean, he, he, could, he could have solved that by just letting Cap Neal. Just let the man kneel. <laughs> <laughs> there, were, exactly. there were all the, the female generals whose promotions they delayed literally because they thought it would upset Trump. There were several female generals who did not get promoted to general or further up because they were worried it would upset the president. President Piss Baby didn't want women leading as manly men in the combat. And now it's so it blows my mind that this guy was this incredibly unpopular one term president, which. There have been three of those in my lifetime, and Carter kind of doesn't even count because I was a baby during Carter's run. (laughs) So you've had three one-termers in the last, like, 40-odd years. And was there a cult of personality around Jimmy Carter? No. Everyone was kind of like, good post-presidency, sucked as a president. Pappy Bush, everyone was like, you know what? That guy kind of blew. But the the fact that Donald Trump is a one-term failure of a president, and the Republican Party is like, we need to prostrate ourselves before this man and every dumb fucking thing he's ever said. It's so bizarre to me. It's like you would think that they would be like, you know what? We need a fresh start, clean slate. Donald Trump, never heard of him. Don't know Don't know him. N- never knew him. But well, no. is, it, is it more or less bizarre to you than what we're supposed to be talking about, which is Ted Cruz trying to defend Tucker Carlson from bullying? <laughs> Sorry, that was as much for me as it was for you. I was like, how the fuck did we, like, how did we get to ranting about how much Donald Trump sucks this time? Ah, now I got it. Yeah, because <laughs> Ted, Ted Cruz defended Tucker Carlson more than he did his wife, daughter, dog, or Texas. Or his dad, who murdered Kennedy, according to Donald Trump. Well, that's just truth. He can't argue. Yeah, oh, yeah, this is true. Ted, Ted, Ted Cruz's dad did pop Kennedy in the dome. I forgot about that. But you just have this thing where Ted Cruz is still carrying water for Trump. He's still doing this shit. And you would think that Rafael Cruz, if he didn't go to Cancun and probably submarine his chances of being president forever – you would think that Ted Cruz would right now uh, be looking at like the the history of the Republican Party, where um, McCain lost to W. McCain got the nomination the next time around. Romney lost to McCain. Romney got the nomination last time around. Guess who lost to Trump last time? Cruz. You would think the Cruz would just be consolidating power, building his base, getting ready to become the presumptive Republican nominee in twenty twenty four. 
And maybe he's running against Kamala Harris because Biden has a health problem and can't make it four years because he's really fucking old. Who knows? <laughs> but you would think that like Cruz would just sort of be like, hey, everybody, guess who's the big swinging dick in the Republican Party now? It's me. And instead, he's just he's just following the marching orders of the guy who just lost the election. It's just so bizarre to me that Ted Cruz is so pathetic and so weak that this is the hill he's going to die on. He's going to defend Tucker Carlson against the military when that is such a loser nationally, politically, to, uh, I mean, God, like the Biden campaign would love to run for re-election against Cancun Cruz and have pictures of Biden with the female generals next to him talking about our diverse and beautiful military and what's Ted Cruz's problem with that? And what's, what's Ted's response going to be? Broads, am I right? I mean, is he just going to run on the entire women kind of suck and we shouldn't have given them the vote ticket? Like, what's his plan? Like, how does he overcome that? It's so dumb to me. Uh, I mean, uh, who, who, who could say what's in the mind of uh, that fucking... Crazy. I mean, we're talking about the same guy who who fled the state that he was in charge of during their crisis. It was like shocked when people discovered it was him. Like he thought his fucking Rona mask was going to like, like cover up his, his identity, like a fucking super disguise, like, like a mission impossible style, like Tom Cruise face prosthetic. It's like, dude, like you've got the Ted Cruz potato body. Like it's all over your tickets and shit. Like we know it's you dog. And you would think if he was going to run away, he would just take a charter jet. He's got the money for that. He, he just goes to, like, United Terminal D in Texas in front of everybody. And He's hiding in plain sight. Yeah, just hiding in plain sight. I mean, was that a plain fun? It was. It should have it been. And, it, and, I, and I, <laughs> I will now give L credit for it anyway. It, it, it just came out supernaturally because I'm on cruise control. Oh, <laughs> jabs! Yes, all of that. Uh, the, 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 when, we, when, we, when we put this podcast on YouTube, it's going to be great. You would have seen all of us stabbing there, like the pathetic, soft white man that we are. Except for me, because my webcam is off. You'll, you'll just have to imagine my dabbing. <laughs> yes, we're all we're all olds. Yes, we that all of this is accurate and true about us. How do you do, fellow kids? <laughs> <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. So what do you what do you think the chances of uh, South Park making a Ted Cruz episode now that they've done a Q episode? Oh god! Wait, don't, don't you have to be sort of like relevant to get a South Park episode dedicated to you? Oh, burn, burn! I mean, I'm sure they'll, I'm sure they'll take some shots at it, but I'm not sure it's going to be like this is the Ted Cruz episode. Whoa! Oh man, well, did you guys did you guys notice my super smooth transition there? I'm going to call myself out. But uh, did you see the QAnon South Park episode? I did. Uh, whoa, 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 did you just give yourself credit for a transition and then use that to make the transition? That's not how that works. A second transition. I had <laughs> made it already. What? The, 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 this ain't no special sunglasses. We don't need that many transitions. <laughs> <laughs> that was that was powerful. I <laughs> this, this is this is why L gets paid the big bucks. Mm-hmm. Um, I will yeah, I will first. Uh, I will first come at this on like on an entertainment level, and I'm sure L will uh, join in on the entertainment side of this uh, Q and on episode of uh, South Park. I did not find this episode very funny 
Uh, or, yeah, man, or, they, they, de- they definitely forgot to write any humor into their comedy show this time around. I, I just didn't laugh at all. Like the first 10 minutes was just bitching about old people getting vaccines and people being mad at old people for getting vaccines. And they went to that well twice and there was nothing to it. Like the first time it wasn't funny. So I don't know why they would have thought going to this unfunny well a second time was going to pay any better dividends. And I, well, I mean, I, I, I guess that, I guess that, that that whole bit that like that they kept going back to, which was like, you know, because it wasn't just that the, the, the old people were getting vaccinated ahead of time. It was because the old people had the freedom to be out in the world. They were acting like like hooligans. <laughs> and it's just like I think that like for uh, man, I really I really hate using uh, this term, but I will, even though I don't like it. If for, for like the lowest common denominator, old people doing young person stuff is still like a fucking gut buster. I mean, like p- people went to go see that bad grandpa movie or whatever. Uh, mm-hmm. and, uh, like, like everybody loves those jackass, the movie bits where it's, uh, you know, those cats like dressed up in like full body old prosthetics so they can go get loot in public. It's like, ah, old people. Am I, am I right guys? Old people. <laughs> so good. <laughs> I think that might play better when it's like real life I- animated old people doing dumb shit. It just, it just didn't hit me in any way. Uh, bro, maybe you didn't notice, but their age was advanced. Come on, dude. Like, get with it. Jokes. (laughs) Jokes. Oh, God. Jokes. You know it. So the show lurches painfully through the start of it. Because the show is mostly about the vaccine. But then it finally hits the B-plot, which is QAnon. (laughs) And the QAnon side of it was fine in the sense that for uh, a lot of it, they, they got so much of their QAnon stuff right from the point of me being the QAnon expert guy that's monitoring how you handle QAnon in the media, you know, good so-and-so's. But uh, I'll get into more of that later. But it would just, again, it just wasn't very funny. It was just kind of, oh, look, they drew the Q shaman into the show. Ain't that a hoot and a holler? And they... It just they did follow the kind of uh, ridiculous pattern uh, finding nonsense and all that kind of stupidity, but they just didn't put any uh, zip on it or any actual humor on it. I was just watching it and going like, "Yeah, that's what a QAnon idiot thinks. That's how they, that's how they do this kind of uh, scatter shot way to connect dots to get to the predetermined point they want to believe in." And, and, and like so. And sometimes that 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 sort of I mean because that's not, certainly not the first time they've just sort of like played their episode fairly straight and and that is supposed to sort of be the joke right where you know they they hope that people are just like whoa these crazy these people are so crazy the stuff saying the stuff that's coming out of their mouth that, like they don't need to write a joke here because the stuff that's being said is so insane but in like previous episodes like when they did their scientology one forever ago uh that's right we're going back to take a shot at scientology fuck you xenu uh <laughs> we're coming for elron <laughs> yeah Tonight. yeah if you want to stop me elron you know where to find me anyway uh Hi, Laura. W- when they did their uh when they did their their scientology episode like and they were and they they had the crazy scientologist beliefs like on display on the show they like they punctuated the joke with the big like fucking subtitle at the bottom that just says this is what scientologists actually believe and there just wasn't any of that for the QAnon rambling to sort of like let people 
know why it was funny, right? Like if you were watching, if you were watching that South Park episode about Scientology without that disclaimer, you might just be like, oh, they made up this wacky stuff. Like what a goof. Uh, But knowing that that's like actually what Scientologists are into, it like makes it funnier because you're just like, no fucking way. Right, exactly. Like, the, if they really hammered home the point that this is what QAnon believes in, and they've gone down this rabbit hole to the point where they're that far gone, now people can actually see and react to it and be like, oh, man, this is like, these people are really fucked up. Because you might not think that this is really where they're at. The whole, like, sub the substory of adrenochrome and all this other stuff. It would have been it would have just been really better if they hit you over the head with the fact that this is the nonsense QAnon believes it and they are like obsessed and totally into it. And what they absolutely could have done, especially with the fact that they were just so um, so all over the place, is they could have debunked this stuff at the same time, and it wouldn't have taken them any. Uh, it would have taken them like thirty seconds. And, and and that would have defl- that would have taken a lot of the air out of the um, the QAnon response to this the show, which uh, because we've kind of gone over the fact that the show was very unfunny and not not a great episode for entertainment point. But the thing is, is that you watch that episode as like a normal person and you see all the ridiculously stupid dumb shit QAnon believes in. You see how the people that believe in it are belittled and ridiculed as being just totally off the rails and they're gone. QAnon saw that show and they fucking loved it. And well, that's of, co- of course they loved it. For whatever fucking what? reason, Trey and Matt decided to give their Trump analog a redemption arc in, in this episode. Like they went out of their way to to give Mr. Garrison, a.k.a. South Park Universe's version of Donald Trump, like an actual redemption arc throughout the whole thing. And like that character is never like that character is never not into the into the redemption arc part of it. Right. Like like the first thing that happens when the when the Q folks show up, they're just like, hey, like you're out here buying groceries, but we're like followers. Like, what are you doing? And he doesn't buy into it at all. He, he, He immediately is just like, fuck you. And it's like, what? What are you talking about? Like this, like you can't have your Donald Trump analog and eat it too. Like I get it. it it's it's hard for you guys to to write new characters that stick after a billion years, but you don't just get to to face turn Mister Garrison again. Like you went out of your way to heel turn him for the duration of the Trump's presidency. So now that's that guy. It's just like so weird that they went out of their way in this thing to just make him like cool. Saves the day. Mister Garrison is back and everyone loves him. And the other thing about that was that at the end. They validated him and they validated QAnon because he was right. Trey and Matt actually are part of the Illuminati. They are part of the New World Order. Mr. Garrison, uh, Deadpool breaks the fourth wall and cuts a deal with them and they take care of him. And that was and the, the show ends, spoiler alert, uh, the show ends with uh, Mr. Garrison being like, hey, thanks, pedophile Satanists. And... And, it, and that was such a weird spin at the end to be like, oh, no, Mr. Garrison is actually right. And so is the QAnon community on South Park. We are actually the secret power behind the scenes. We are actually the gods of this world. And uh, we fix everything for the guy that was our villain for the last four years and is now a hero and a good guy on our show for uh, reasons that are not really uh, made 
uh, clear to a watcher of the show because I had no idea of Mr. Garrison's uh, backstory. And I understood from this episode that he was the president, which was confusing to me, but whatever on that front. Oh, yeah. I mean, it, it, like for, for the duration of the Trump presidency, uh, he, he was for sure, he was like their surrogate Trump, not just in the position, but literally like he had like spray tan on his face and had like a wig, like a blonde wig on. They, they, they made him look like Trump. Like, yeah, so, I'm, so I he, he, that much. he wasn't just the former president. He was literally their Trump stand in. And then this whole episode of South Park that they've devoted to, you know, the, the wackiness of QAnon and the suckiness of the virus, like ended up being also just like, and you know, Donald Trump is still pretty cool, I guess, or whatever. Give him a pass if he wants one, whatever. Fuck it. And it's just like, what the fuck? It's like Trey and Matt. I mean, I know that you, you like to pretend like you're playing both sides of the aisle, but we all fucking know at the end of the day that you guys are liberal. I mean, fucking what, like, what, what are we talking about here? Like you use your massive platform to maybe, I don't know, suggest that Trump might deserve a second chance or whatever. Like it just yeah, seemed really Trump didn't need a redemption arc. They, they apologized about man bear pig to Al Gore because they're like, Oh, we were wrong about climate change and you were right. Al Gore. But, and then also, like, it's not enough to just have him at the very end just be like, and secretly, I'm still evil. Because then the plot of your show is that the guy was redeemed in the eyes of all the people in your universe. But secretly, QAnon has the power behind the scenes. Like, they're really the ones in power. They just have to hide it or whatever. It's like, what sort of, what are you trying to say? Like, I just have no fucking idea. Like, that's another thing about the episode. Not only was it unfunny, I, like, had no idea what their fucking point was. It was just like, like, I get it. They, they have to make a, they, they have to make this stuff on a pretty fast turnaround. But, like at least like give me a through line that sort of makes like a statement or something. I mean, you guys are ostensibly making art here. Like I, it, it could be popcorny, but you have to be trying to say something, even if that something is like, look at this spectacle, but South Park looks like shit. So you can't really have a spectacle. <laughs> right. And, and the other thing was, is that they bring up adrenochrome and I, again, just as like the asshole debunker kind of guy, I just wanted someone on the show to be like, Hey, you can buy adrenochrome off the internet for 50 bucks. Here's a website. And you just and you do that and you just punch QAnon square in the cock and balls because they saw the story about adrenochrome and they were like, oh, look, South Park's telling people about adrenochrome. There are people who are going to Google that shit. They're going to get red pilled. Oh, South Park's going to get us millions of new followers. Thank you for helping triggering the Great Awakening, QAnon, from South Park. And I mean, you can just do quick debunks, just like just take the air out of the tire on this stuff very quickly, very easily. You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. And they got everything 
right uh, for who the people that believed in QAnon were for the majority of the arc, like having, quote unquote, the whites be the people that believed in QAnon and having them be like these nobody characters that were harassing Mr. Garrison. And then they have their own little group of basically NPCs with the drawn in Q shaman being the evil tutors that are red pilling the children. All of that was fine. But once you uh, red pill butters, as it were, you have a couple little moments, a couple little shots of butters in his QAnon t-shirt waving an American flag. And that's all these people needed. That's the thin gruel that QAnon needs to feel validated and uh, beloved. Like, like everyone else looks at that and just thinks that like butters is like C or D tier character on the show. And he didn't even really believe in QAnon. He was just doing it to join a club because butters is an outcast. He's a sad little, sad little boy. But you have that moment of him like waving the flag in his Q t-shirt and all the QAnon memesters like grab that screenshot and they just started putting it everywhere. Just uh, butters on Epstein Island, butters hanging out with Joe Biden, butters hanging out with Pepe the Frog, another racist iconotry. And it's just like, that's the thing. You just give them... You give them less than an inch. You give them a millimeter, and they run with it because it's all it's all they can, it's all they need. It's all they want is just that little moment where it makes. Yeah, you- I mean, these are the same people that get excited about the way that cords are bundled up on stages and stuff. You know, it's like <laughs> oh, Donald Trump is on stage, but look at the cord by his feet. See how it clearly makes a cue. And it's just like, no, I didn't see that. And even now looking at it and squinting at it, I'm having trouble seeing it. But I guess, buddy, and they're like, right. oh man, s- s- storm is coming. <laughs> Right. Exactly. Are, you, are you saying a uh, crazy cult movement that's been massively deplatformed and shoved to the edges, uh, giving them a bunch of attention was maybe not and not in a critical way was maybe not the best idea? I think in, I think in the absence of humor. Yes, because if they were if they were more clearly satirizing the shit, it would have gone down a little smoother. But the fact that it wasn't funny and it wasn't informative in any way other than telling a bunch of like, you know, idiots what QAnon is about, but in a way that might sort of think get them into it. Like, you know what I mean? Like it, it just it wasn't funny and it wasn't informative. So what like it, it was just kind of a huge nothing. And I yeah, think that's like damaging. Right. Like the, because, because like they tr- I think their defense would be, well look how crazy we made uh the whites and like their weird dot connecting bullshit and we and we did the whole trope with the cork board and the string and stuff. So yeah, that's a sexual cue. Right. But yeah, but like, just, you, you didn't put the disclaimer on that shit. That's that that is what I would say back to them. I'd be like, you need to fucking do what you did with Scientology to make sure that people know that like you are not you are not amplifying this by exaggerating. Like you are presenting the actual beliefs of a like not insignificant amount of very stupid and damaged people. Very yeah. dangerous, yeah. Right, exactly. You, you just make it clear that this is what they this is what these people do, this is what they believe in. That when you bring up adrenochrome, debunk adrenochrome immediately. Because on top of that, like you have both sides of this issue where you have the idiots who don't know what QAnon is that are looking at it for the first time and they might get the wrong idea of it. But you also have the QAnon believers 
who are thirsty as fuck and are looking for any media that gives them a shout out, even if it's the most negative way possible. And if you have uh, some Jamoke watching South Park and they bring up adrenochrome and that person's like, oh, yeah, the adrenochrome. Now they're going to tell them about how they they drink the blood of these children they kill. And instead of debunking it immediately, they have a bunch of uh, like animated stills of Obama, Hillary, other people drinking the blood of children. They actually are like, here's our validation of the adrenochrome theory. And yeah, I mean, just- m- making a thing like that without doing any sort of debunking, it, it just it just gives the actual supporters like something to hang their hat on, even even if what they're hanging their hat on is literally just, hey, isn't it going to be funny to take screen grabs off of this like scene that the South Park guys were totally playing as a goof and then just like using it unironically in like our meme culture? Like, I, I'm, I'm sure I'm sure the the Hillary and Obama drinking child blood as they like rip a face off a kid like image from South Park is probably going to be pretty popular in Q circles. Right. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, that's the, that's the thing. I mean, for them, right. You're doing, you're doing their work. You're helping them out. And that's just not cool. Like you, you should want to, uh, you want to put them on the back foot by hitting them with the fact that what they're saying is bullshit. And here's why it's clearly and obviously bullshit. And I just think that if they just put in a little more work and if they had also just not had a relevant named character do anything supportive of QAnon, it would have, it would have been way better as a, um, as a bit of media critique on the QAnon movement. Instead, all QAnon got out of it was they had a picture of Hollywood covered in blood and they talked about Epstein killing himself and they talked about adrenochrome South Park got our message out to the world. And that's 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 how this works. It's like basically uh, QAnon is that kid in grade school who everyone humiliates and degrades. But then after a while, suddenly he's proud of being the kid who eats worms. He's proud of being the kid that does the weird stuff. And you think you're belittling him, but you're just like kind of playing into what he wants because he wants that attention. He wants that notoriety from having your, your scorn and your ridicule. So overall, the Avengers in Hell world gives the South Park QAnon special a B. <laughs> no, that's kidding. It's it sucks. <laughs> it, it, it sucks. Don't watch it. Uh, no. But speaking of media critiques of Q, we have the H. It's written as HBQ uh, <laughs> instead of HBO in our show notes here. The HBO Q documentary. People are starting to get early screenings. And what yeah, is I I, uh, I wrote I wrote the Q inside of O on purpose. So the fact that you didn't notice it until just now means you're not doing your job. <laughs> exactly. Also, you could have segued even better if you had known that South Park is streaming on HBO Max. I mean, oh, come on, not like you, not know you, you gave it's... you gave yourself all that credit earlier that you were undeserved. So I'm sticking it to you now. There was a better segue, and you biffed it. I yeah, I did, I did. You threw to so, me, and yeah. uh, I just missed it. But uh, meanwhile, back at the segue. Uh, how's that HBO documentary doing? Uh, we don't know. We haven't seen it yet, but some people have uh, have seen it and have offered reviews, and the reviews are all over the place because, uh, generally speaking, I think the main critique that I've seen in a negative light is that it's uh, six parts, and they maybe could have got it done in, like, four. We'll see. But this was a very long documentary that was done by the, the person who did this he was basically embedded inside uh, Ron and Jim Watkins' empire, as it were, for years. And um, Frederick Brennan, who was their employee and started 8chan, um, 
he also has a major part in this documentary. So this is a very, this is, a, this is over a long stretch of time and they're the main focus, which uh, the Watkins boys need to be the main focus of most QAnon related bullshit. Because again, they ran the platform the Q was posting on, they control who has the, uh, the Q account, all that kind of stuff. And this documentary, uh, spoiler alert, is going to make the incredible outlandish claim that Ron Watkins is Q. Uh, (laughs) Say what? Yeah, so I got mind blown uh, gif here. I mean, hold on to your wagyu hats because they're about (laughs) to be blown off in Revelation. Yeah, I always forget about the hat. (laughs) It's the only thing I know about the fucking guy. He probably was Q, and he wore that stupid, dumb cowboy hat that he was bragging about. And he tried to get out OAN as an election software expert because he read, read the manual on Dominion voting machines. And he's very much named in the, the lawsuit by Divin, Dominion. Well, no, he got, he, got, he got cease and desisted. The Watkins boys only got hit with a C and D. They didn't actually get hit with one of those billion-dollar lawsuits uh, <laughs> from, from Dominion. But uh, they were told to cut the shit or the billion-dollar lawsuit was coming after them. So um, that uh, that is uh, the thing that is kind of uh, we're looking at for this thing, is what is going to happen with uh, this documentary? How substantial is their information vis-a-vis Ron Watkins and his actually being Q or not? Yeah, I mean, uh, th- th- this shit has all gotten pretty popular recently. Like, everybody, everybody's trying to get to market with their fucking Q documentary, and they all seem to be the same shit. Who is Q? Who could it be? The <laughs> mystery of who Q is. And it's just like, wow, you're all just wildly missing the point because you don't actually care. You just want people to watch your shit. And, like, trying to decipher the mystery of the enigmatic Q is a lot sexier than explaining to you the dangers of a cult that exists in your fucking neighborhood. Like, I don't know. Yeah, that I mean, I understand on the one hand wanting to have some accountability for Q and what Q has done to our society to like to actually find somebody and be able to say this is the prick who did this shit. And now we as a society can at the very least shame and shun them for having done this. But on the other side of it, the cat is so far out of the bag on this stuff that even if this documentary had rock solid, ironclad, irrefutable evidence that Ron Watkins was Q and I um, of the very boring QAnon researcher mainstream belief that it started off as Paul Ferber, Tracy Beans and a pamphlet and on. And then at some point Ron stole it from them. Waka waka. But yeah, I mean, that's sort of the point, right? Is that like, if, if, if they had definitive proof that it was Ron Watkins and it was always him, that's one thing. There's a single target that we could like lay the blame squarely upon, but if, like it seems, Q has been multiple people with multiple agendas over the course of the, his run, including but not limited to, yo, I was just goofing, like, then, like, who are we blaming? Like, like why is it, so, like, if, if they bothered to talk to the actual researchers about it, like, there would be all these credible, like, you know, breadcrumbs that lead to that assumption, right? It was mad people, and some of them were just fucking around at the beginning, and it sort of spiraled out of control as the football got handed off, like... You know, if they had bothered to look into that, then maybe the the mystery of Q wouldn't be as sexy because, like, 
N- nobody's going to want to be satisfied if at the end of that documentary they're just like, and Q was a lot of people. The end. Because <laughs> that's you don't watch a, you don't want to watch a murder mystery only to have it be like it was everybody because you know <laughs> Orion Express did that forever ago. Yeah, exactly. That's what to bring that up the moment you mentioned that. But uh, yeah, the thing is, is that it's just even if we got this evidence and we were able to like pin down it all. QAnon is not going to go away. QAnon is not going to say, oh, yeah, it was wrong, so we all got hoodwinked, waka waka, and, and all the grifters just shut down their social media accounts. They stopped trying to sell people $30 cans of coffee and faith healing classes and all this other bullshit. In fact, those- if, if in some way the, the, the police or whatever, the FBI, did get involved and try to put fucking Ron Watkins in in irons and like lock him up that he he would ascend to q godhood oh yeah if they were just like you were you were under arrest for being q like holy shit the cult would go bananas oh yeah the, first of all they would just say that it wasn't really ron and then they would say that ron has been framed by the cabal <laughs> and this makes ron the greatest hero that's ever lived yeah he would be their jesus figure it, it would I mean, it would suck for him in the sense that he would face a trial and potentially go to jail for whatever they could possibly come up with for crimes that he would have committed. But crimes against he, fashion. Yes. Oh, yes. The, the wagyu hat. For wearing a wagyu cowboy wagyu. hat, sentenced to murder. <laughs> his wagyu hat and his very dumb mustache. Yeah, but I, it's just like all of that. It would only make him this incredible hero, and it would not do anything to uh, dissuade people from the truth of QAnon, as it were, the belief that what Q said was accurate. And that was always the way it was going to be. Uh, People always asked me, what would happen if someone hacked the Q account and posted something where they were like, this is all bullshit. Uh, Go back to your families. It was a dumb LARP. Get over yourselves. Shut up. Q. (laughs) If that happened... It would split QAnon down the middle between the half of people that were just like, Q has obviously been hacked, our leader would never betray us, and half of the people that were just like, this is obviously some sort of, like, super secret op, and there's some sort of code in this, and we have to decipher it. Right, exactly. exactly. No one would be convinced by it. No one would go home. Everyone would keep on believing. And that is uh, the thing that... uh, That's the thing about these documentaries that I don't think is addressed nearly enough is that you can't like kill QAnon with a silver bullet. You can't defeat it by finding its origin. Far too late. It's far too late. It's 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 a very silly idea. And yeah, if I, if if logic could kill faith and or ideology, then science would have killed religion forever ago. <laughs> yes, exactly. We would have been like, we look, we have created fire and gods are dead, and that would have been the end of that. But it isn't because there's always like the ephemeral, the unknown, and that's very attractive to people. And uh, you know, it's very attractive to most people, but those that are especially susceptible to suggestion or maybe have mental illnesses or maybe are just in a bad place in their lives, like you know, they can get sucked into a thing like QAnon and no amount of pointing out to them that every word out of their mouth from that point on has been crazy pants is going to change anything because to them, it's all perfect, perfectly logical. Yeah, exactly. This is, this just all fits together perfectly. And Q apes Christianity. Q works off of that whole religion thing. God. Shucker. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, yeah. No kidding. I mean, that's the point is that, this is a new branch of Christianity, really, 
but we're also willing to tolerate literally anyone. I saw a uh, post on Telegram today that was kind of like, hey, like we have a lot of Christians in this movement. We have a lot of people that aren't really believers, but we all are bros and we all get together just to fight the deep state. And my only thought was, well, A, you do have schisms. Like the JFK Jr. people are not allowed in your clubhouse because they make you mad. But um, JFK. the reason the reason why you guys accept anybody is because you're on the you're the minority. You're out of power. If QAnon ever ascended to power, uh, the Christians would excommunicate the atheists right quick. This that the all the different denominations of Christianity exist. There'd be a thousand branches of QAnon religion out there the moment you pricks ever caught your hands on power and could start like divvying up the pie, as it were. All I mean, right. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna try and do my job a little better. Uh our next item I have insurrection revisited. What's going on there? Uh well we had uh two uh two people got arrested uh for quote unquote uh, uh, assaulting officer uh Sicknick. Uh, because I, and I assume it is because of the fact that we, they haven't com- concluded the autopsy on Officer Sicknick. So they don't quote unquote know how he died, but they do know the people who, uh, they got on tape, uh, spraying him with, uh, bear mace. Uh, Julian Ellie Cater of Pennsylvania and George, uh, Tatios of Morgantown. I probably butchered that last name, but I'm terrible with names. But basically, these guys were caught on video. Uh, I assume this also I could be totally wrong, but they were—they're the guys that were the people that sprayed mace at a bunch of cops, and Sicknick was one of those cops. And when you get hit with bear mace, it can cause chemical reactions that can lead to really bad results. And Sicknick died the next day of a stroke. And so, this is this is a thing that's big in the QAnon community because. During the Capitol uh, riot, during this the assault on the Capitol building, a bunch of police officers got attacked with flagpoles. People were hit with fire extinguishers and all this kind of stuff. And the early reports on how Sicknick died were that he got hit in the head with a fire extinguisher and he caved his skull in and he got killed. I thought QAnon and, loved cops. Oh, uh, yeah, they did up until they the cops like were- They loved the military. Yes, exactly. The military and the cops. Hashtag Blue Lives Matter. Hashtag Stand for the Flag. All that stuff. It all kind of goes away oddly. When yeah, you it's, it's really weird how QAnon seems to really love the military and the police when they're doing their normal job, which in the heads of QAnon people is probably killing brown people. But when they turn their attention to white people, uh, hmm, that's super super odd. Like when they like when they came after poor Tucker Carlson, leave him alone. Yeah. He's so white. You oh god. You you marine snowflakes, leave Tucker Carlson alone. Yeah, but uh, what happened with um, Officer Sicknick was that they were they created this whole narrative. The media was lying about how he died. We don't know how he died. Uh, it could have been anything. Bloggle bloggle. And now we actually have uh, people that were arrested for assaulting him because, again, I'm sure if the autopsy uh, concludes that the uh, chemical irritants in the mace that he was hit with uh, caused his stroke that killed him, the charges against these people will be upgraded to murder on some level, manslaughter, murder in the third degree, et cetera, et cetera. But 
this whole idea that the media was lying and they were using Sicknick's death in order to promote that this was a violent rebellion when the only person who got killed was that poor QAnon lady a cop shot, bargle bargle. When we, we, we watched the videos, we saw what these people were doing. We saw that cop that was like crushed in the doorway screaming for help. We, we saw these people attacking police officers. And now we have people uh, arrested in the uh, attack on the officer who died. And once they can uh, connect the dots from the attack killed him, then the charges will probably be uh, magnified. Although like right now, uh, these people are already being arrested for assaulting a police officer, which, co- which, which comes from a 20 year sentence of convicted. So, I mean, it's not, like they're getting a, not, they're not getting a slap on the wrist if this is all they get. Anything else uh, popping off in the world of uh, the 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 post uh, insurrection reality? Is there any any more movement, uh, Q related movement, in the the aftermath of all that horseshit? Oh, uh, we had uh, an army reservist uh, who uh, uh, <laughs> turned out he got arrested, and guess what? He's basically a Nazi. Uh, Timothy Hale uh, Cusinelli, and uh, his headshot has been floating around on television uh, recently. And he literally just has a Hitler mustache, and he tries to part his hair like Hitler. And he, he looks like MC Chris from back when he was cool, but if also Hitler. Yes. <laughs> yeah, it is not even questionable. It is just an actual Hitler mustache. Yeah, he, he just looks like MC Chris from 15 years ago, rocking the full-on Hitler mustache, and also like doing Nazi salutes and shit, and also parting his hair like Hitler, <laughs> or wearing his hair like Hitler. You know, yeah, he it, just really wants to look like the big H. Right. Yeah. And, and yeah, all all of these things. Uh, But uh, this guy, it's what makes me laugh so much in this, in these stories is they call him a Nazi sympathizer. And it's like, no, he's not a sympathizer. He's actually a Nazi. You don't grow a Hitler mustache just because you're quote unquote sympathetic to Nazis. Yeah, Tucker Carlson isn't a white supremacist sympathizer. He just is a white supremacist. Absolutely. It is assumed that he would sympathize with his own kind. Right. And what's so funny about that is uh, whenever anyone brings up Tucker Carlson being a white supremacist, he's like, oh, I don't even know what that means. And it's like, you could not <laughs> He's like, I, I grew up in California. We didn't have racial identities. Everybody were just shapeless, formless blobs with no culture. <laughs> I don't see color. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I don't. I don't see color. I only know uh, Western civilization, which is not a dog whistle in any way, shape, or form. I mean, he he's yeah, t- Tucker Carlson doesn't see color, which made it really hard for him to differentiate who was and wasn't a Mexican rapist. After Donald Trump said that all Mexicans were rapists, <laughs> he would just go up to people and just be like, "You speak the English tongue right now, so I know if you're a rapist." And then it's like, but but they're just like, but sir, I'm clearly white. And like, you know, very like, like, look at me. I'm from Norway. And he's just like, I don't see color. I need, I need to make sure that your English is good, fool. (laughs) He can only hear if you are of uh, inferior stock, as it were. Yeah, he's 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 like a he's like a fucking white supremacist daredevil. He can't see color, but he can hear it, baby. <laughs> you're like super hearing. He's like two, two miles in that direction. Ebonics. Let's get the fuck out of here. <laughs> it just goes the opposite direction. There's a grim specter from the past I haven't heard. 
Ebonics? <laughs> I, g- given, given, given the ridiculous bullshit Tucker's trying to bust out in order to keep his audience agitated and, and, ag- and angry, I expect that will probably be a segment in the next two weeks. He'll bring it up. He'll bring it back. One the of these pro- days, one of these days, I, I hope that our podcast attracts uh, the 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 listenership of a uh, like very good comic book artist. Because more than anything, I want a fucking splash page of Tucker Carlson as some white supremacist daredevil. <laughs> instead, of, instead of the two D's on his costume, he could have two H's. Like, I mean, come on, it's just so fucking good. Ah. Uh. <laughs> I'll, I'll write if anybody if anybody wants to. I'll write dialogue for a for a nice big splat page. I'll, I'll give Tucker Carlson some internal monologue, something real great. <laughs> I, I actually already said it. Just like, I might not be able to see color, but I sure can't hear it. He's just like jumping off a roof, but like away from a black neighborhood. <laughs> What's it? What does he have instead of a cane? Oh, something racist. Swastika. <laughs> something racist. Well, what's the most racist weapon? <laughs> that, that's a, police, a good a question. Baton. I mean, a police baton is just the easiest thing in the world. I mean, uh, I don't know. How, how about how about a uh, systemic oppression? <laughs> that's what he's got. That's a, that's a, that's in his kit. It absolutely is. Oh man, that one went really off the rails. Yeah. Thanks, Tucker Carlson, for being such a piece of shit. Yes. <laughs> All right. Do we want to head on into listener questions? Oh, uh, more so than I anything. Think, I think I think we have a shining new bump for this, too. Yes. Our listeners got questions. We got answers. It's time for Q and A. Man, I'm fucking embarrassed how long it took for me to realize that we could just call our our, our segment Q and A because I mean, it was fucking right there the whole time. And I've, I, my, my mantra is that the juiciest fruit hangs the lowest. It's literally <laughs> That is your mantra. It, it, it's a thing I say all of the time. Anytime, in fact, anytime I'm criticized for going after some low-hanging fruit, I'm just like, man, that shit's extra juicy. So uh, ASI Millard, one of our two Grand Inquisitors, asks, uh, how much Doomer mentality is affecting QAnon? They've all seemingly decided... Uh, Q and the team have never really dislodged the cabal and given up things they don't like about, and, and given up all the things they don't like uh, happening in the world to Biden or, and the Democrats. Is this the most notable shift we've seen since uh, January 20th? Um, I would say that you, when you go into like, – because Gab is one thing because Gab is just timelines where all the main QAnon promoters are basically just doing what they did on Twitter. But Telegram is a chat room basically and you see – the main QAnon promoters reacting to their fans in real time. And you just see so many QAnon promoters telling their uh, followers to like quit being such negative Nancy's quit being such Debbie downers. And it's so funny. Like um, the, the guy uh, Pepe lives matter. He literally every day now has a, uh, morale booster thread, which is the most ridiculous safe space, uh, like just happy thoughts thing I could ever imagine. Like if if these people were living in a mirror universe where Telegram existed in uh, during the Trump presidency, and in 2018 there was some sort of uh, pro Hillary Telegram channel where the big Hillary fan was posting like. Positive vibes only today, guys. We all love Hill Dog. They would shit on that so aggressively, and they would be making fun of. Look at these libs in their dumb safe space where they go worship Hillary, losers. And the fact that they're doing it for themselves, and they just can't see. 
that it's the exact same thing that they've railed against for years. It just it just makes me laugh so much. It's just so ridiculous that they just they're just that unaware. They just don't see what they've become. It, it just it just blows my mind. And a lot of these people, uh, they they will uh, defend. They'll, they'll fall back on God. They'll be like, "Hey, if you're doubting the plan now, you're doubting God," which is such a bullshit a way to emotionally blackmail someone into staying in your failed movement. And they just they just are working all these angles to try to keep people uh, in the in and believing and not uh, questioning why nothing is the way they said it was going to be and all that kind of stuff. It, it's it's a it is definitely a problem for QAnon that their payoffs have not come and that people are getting angry. And this is why QAnon is so different from the Illuminati New World Order stuff because the Illuminati New World Order stuff was just miserable. You were just sad. You lost. The world sucked. QAnon was supposed to be hopeful and, and cheerful, and you were going to win. The world was going to be saved. You we Still is to- cheerful, bruh. <laughs> exactly. Just, just chill chill vibes over here only, my friend. Damn Hashtag. right. Don't, don't take Storm's the black- coming any day now, buddy. <laughs> don't, take the, don't take the black pill. Don't, don't be negative. Trust the plan. Believe, believe in the, believe in Q in the military unless unless Tucker's dunking on them that don't believe in the military too much. But it's it's just all of that. It's just they've become. Just, Look, bro. Uh, let's all just relax and invest in physical silver, okay? <laughs> that is my favorite thing. The the piece of shit guy that all the the quote unquote serious QAnon people hate, who has just crushed all of them in market share. He literally posts physical silver fucking shit. Every like twentieth post on his Telegram is, "Hey, look at this great price on physical silver. Better grab it up before the dollar implodes." And I, I just can't, I can't, I can't even wrap my head around it. That's physical silver has been around since fucking Oklahoma City. It's been around since the nineties. It's so fucking ridiculous that we're. Why would I invest in physical silver when I can invest in a fucking non fungible token for like a Pepe image or whatever and make like seventy million dollars off of it? I had to read so Bro, much. I, I don't know if you guys know this, but all of this, all of the pictures we've ever seen on the internet, they're all worth tens of millions of dollars. Isn't <laughs> she crazy? And you're just like, but can I? But can I look at them anytime I want to? Yes, you can. And you might be asking, but can I just replicate them at any point? Yep, you can also do that because they're just on the internet forever. Uh, and you might be asking yourself, well, then how can I buy it? And uh, that's a good fucking question. I mean, I, I I still don't know what the fuck's going on with that shit. <laughs> We are at, we are going to sell our entire back catalog of podcasts as NFTs. So if you wish to give us tens of millions of dollars for them, please do. Oh yeah. If you want to be the proud owner of that clip of me, just yelling turbo that Mike (laughs) uploaded to our fucking, to our feed, uh, we will create an NFT for that for you for that shit. I'll sell it to you for the low price of a hundred thousand dollars. That's right. For one hundred thousand dollars, you can own L Shout's Turbo Teen. And that's <laughs> yours forever. Even though anyone else on the planet could listen to it at any time for free, you would own exactly. it. Exactly. Think about that. Yes, it's yours. Boom. And uh, off topic, uh, Skittles or M and M's? Ooh, are we talking about ba- basic versions of both? I would go with basic. I would assume basic basic Skittles over basic M and M's for sure. Yeah. I. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, basic, basic versions. Uh, yeah, it has to be Skittles. If I, I mean, basic M and M's kind of blow. That's why they made like a million better ones. Like every, I like. I don't think there's ever been like an M M&M and M downgrade. Every M M&M and M I've had is better. 
I yeah, peanut M and M is the best M M&M and M for me. And uh, oh, brothers, and, uh, like they, they, they've they've gone. You, you don't even know they've gone so far beyond uh, <laughs> beyond the peanut M M&M, and M pretzel M M&M, and M. Like you don't even peanut. know. Like crack it like like M and M's that are also like little uh, little uh, what's it called there the the crunch bars. They've got the little fucking crunchy airiness to them. Mm, delicious. I'll have to do a test run one of these days. Um, thank you for <laughs> They've the got question. peanut M&Ms, which I suspect are just Reese's Pieces that were too defective to actually make a bag of the good candy and are now peanut butter <laughs> M&Ms and are still somehow better than regular M&Ms. Uh, oh, so, so thank you, uh, Grand Inquisitor AIS, uh, AIS Millard, for the questions. Uh, Amanda Scanlon asks, who is L exactly? So L, defend yourself. Oh, uh i mean the reason i use a code name is so that i don't have to get into who i am exactly but i will get into who i am broadly uh i'm a cisgender heterosexual white male i'm wildly overweight i've got a beard because it simulates a jawline i'm into nerdy shit uh i'm liberal which is why i'm on this podcast uh because i'm here to bring pop culture related levity and an unabashedly liberal slant uh, that is also kind of angry because I just don't like conservatives. I think they can fuck off. Uh, also, I love eating that JJ. Not that you asked, but it's a big part of my. It's a big part of oh, what I'm we went, about. We went blue, dude. <laughs> my whole life is blue. Also, like, what's blue about just being open about enjoying part, aspects of your sexuality? I Me, mean, it's 2021, Sarge. <laughs> hey, it's and, 2021, and I love eating pussy, and I will eat ass. So, <laughs> how, so how you like me now? I, I just wanted to say that if the Grammys can be sex positive, so can Adventures in Hell World. So uh, yeah, dude, everybody's yeah. up there pumping the fist over you know uh, over WAP, Megan Thee Stallion crushing it, and I get it. I just admit it. I'm a cis, I'm, I'm a cisgender heterosexual white male. I don't need anyone applauding me for just being me. But at the same time, I am woke enough to just be sort of like, you know, pretty casually into my sex life. You get it? You dig? Especially because as a as a big overweight guy, it is astonishing how well I've done in that aspect in that field proud of you yes and, and, and I, I mentioned all of that crazy shit because i can't truthfully answer the question because i don't want to reveal my actual identity here so there you go you you, you get the like you get what what you would have got if i was like a gi joe and you know how they had like an action figure they had like the little cardboard like cutout thing that had all their stats on it, it like on the back of mine you just be reading it and just be like oh yeah you know he's a white guy he identifies as a male and all that oh wow Woo-hoo. this took a turn <laughs> the, the, the bottom half of this is just how much he loves to eat pussy and it says here there's an asterisk and then at the bottom it says will eat ass okay cool uh, <laughs> that did take a turn so uh david harris griffin asks uh have you ever caught someone or have been convinced but couldn't prove uh cheating in a live poker game uh i have uh cheating is a kind of broad term uh, i have never seen someone like palm a card or do something that is like just absolutely totally uh egregious but in the poker community uh there's something that we like to call angle shots which is where you try to uh skirt the lines of uh poker efficacy and legality or trying to use the rules in a uh untoward way to try to get your advantage like a rules lawyer oh and- uh, belichicking belichicking yes exactly uh and there was um there was this the one the, the worst angle shot i ever saw was a guy had about a hundred dollars in front of him. He grabbed that hundred dollars, 
slid it in front of him so it crowd it crossed the bet line and then he just kept sliding it in a semicircle to the point where it hit the rail on the on the on the chair next to him where the seat was empty and no one was playing in that chair and he was just holding his stack over there and I knew what he was trying to do. He was trying to bait his opponent into calling an all-in without him, quote-unquote, going all-in. And uh, the guy called him, tabled his hand. I declared that person the winner. He then tr- was like, well, call the floor over because he wanted to see if he could get away with it. I then told the floor what the guy did, and the floor was like, no, fuck you. That's an angle shot. Give him the 100 bucks. You lose. And the guy was like, Bruh! And he was like, if you, you want to complain about this, I can throw you out too. And then the guy just like got mad, thought about rebuying, and then just left. But uh, that was that was the most egregious uh, actual attempt by someone to fuck somebody out of money that I've ever seen. The worst incident I ever had was uh, a guy was absolutely out of his mind on drugs and drunk and just he wasn't even he wasn't even coherent. And this giant ordeal broke out where another player who wasn't even in the hand accused the person who won the hand of having folded. And they didn't. And I was like, the guy didn't fold. His cards are his, his cards are in front of him. He wins. Give him the money. And the guy would not pay the $300 bet because the other person had goaded him into believing that in some way, shape, or form, he had not he was not held accountable for the $300. And we ended up having to put that guy in the uh, drunk tank in the prison cell under the Tropicana in Las Vegas, Nevada, for three hours. And then after three hours of being in the drunk tank that we got a call on the phone saying he's willing to pay the $300 and he can leave now. <laughs> and then we, and then we got the $300 from him. Cause we took, we let, we brought his money to the drunk tank with him and then took the three bills out of his rack, brought it upstairs. And I put it back in the tray because I had to pay that money out of the company bank to the player that he fucked over to make that player whole because he was owed that money. He fucking won it. And this guy, this guy was just so fucking fucked up uh, that he just couldn't couldn't see right from wrong and just wouldn't wouldn't uh, abide by my ruling. And it was the strangest thing I had ever seen because I was just like, dude, you lost. Give him the money. No. And I was like, you can't say no. You lost a hand of poker. This is how it works. Man, I, I can't believe somebody would have been wildly intoxicated and or on drugs in Las Vegas. Stuff know, that's so that's surprising. I'm no. surprised. <laughs> it's not oh. Las Vegas I know. Oh my, that was my favorite thing when I was a floor person out in Las Vegas and I would fucking throw drunk people out or I would cut them off. That was their excuse. We're like, what the fuck, man? We're in Vegas. What do you mean I can't get more alcohol? And I'm like, I don't know, because if you fucking get into a car accident, you can fucking sue us now because that's the way the law works. So being in Vegas does not mean you're allowed to be overserved. And drunk people didn't take very well to that. So I had to throw them out a lot. It was great. I hate I hate dealing with drunk people. So of course I got a job as a floor person in Las Vegas on overnight shifts, where all I dealt with was heavily inebriated. It was incredible. Handle, handle your shit, people. If you're yes. gonna get fucked up, either on booze or whatever, just handle your shit. Keep it to yourself. Don't cause no trouble. Don't start nothing. Won't be nothing. Nobody right. will ever accuse you of being overserved as long as you're like not belligerent. Just rein it in. Just a little, but they'll uh, serve yes. you until you fucking like like black out on your feet and just crash behind the bar. Then they'll be like, "What the fuck?" And they'll be like, "This person's blood alcohol is fifty percent. How is that possible?" <laughs> he is alcohol. Yeah, yeah. He now has he now has alcohol blood content. He's actually more alcohol than blood. But uh, yeah, I mean, just yeah, just dumb belligerent morons that were drunk that were drunk and uh, overserved. It was great. It was just absolutely a wonderful period of my life and. Uh, 
10 out of 10 would do it all over again if I could. Nice. Uh, thank, thank you for the question, uh, David Harris Griffin. Uh, PJ asks, do you think the fastest way to erode Q's support is to start ref- referring to Q as she? I don't think uh, giving Q a female gender would do anything than just make QAnon people mad. The way that whenever there's a pop culture song about God being a woman or using a f- uh, female genders for God just makes them mad. But it doesn't actually diminish the credibility of God. It just makes these people more indignant. That's all. Yeah, they'll just be like, my, my God is a big swing of penis. I mean, Tucker Carlson definitely doesn't think God or Q has a vagina. <laughs> Absolutely. Those, those people are way too manly for that. Too masculine. Much like the Chinese oh. army. <laughs> the incredibly masculine Chinese army. When, when Tucker, Tucker hears the boots of the Chinese army clacking on the ground, it uh, just triggers his racism sense. It uh, drives him wild. He loves it. It's the most melodic sound in the world. I, I, don't, know, I don't know why uh, I specifically singled out Tucker Carlson in Scientology for the my two punching bags this episode, but boy, boy, howdy, I'm getting a workout on both of them. <laughs> as well you should uh and finally uh we have uh narc who has a couple questions for us which is uh one do you believe the q will re-emerge between now and the 20 and the 2022 midterms if not do you believe some uh someone will attempt to create a larp along the likes of q and uh is and finally would eight couldn't be where this would happen and uh, I don't think Q is ever going to come back. I think uh, mostly because I think the spoiler alert from the HBO documentary about Ron Watkins being Q, I think that's mostly accurate. And I think the Watkins boys just don't want that heat on them. I don't think they want to eat shit over having Q on their platform doing this stuff. I mean, Q has already been released into the world and they don't need to throw any more logs on that fire. That fire is now self-sustaining. That that is that it's it's we're we're we are now living in the post Q world as it were. Yeah, so, I, I I personally I, I don't think I don't think Q in the form that we know it is ever going to come back. I do believe that at some point, uh, instead of them you know making a new LARP, they're just going to continue with the LARP that they've already like you know they've already made their uh, their players handbook for the LARP that they have now, and they're just going to keep using that handbook. They're just going to switch out the 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 npcs that you're fucking with so at some point i bet that there's probably going to be some new like mouthpiece for the QAnon movement that is just like some other anonymous person uh that is like you you know using the same trip code bullshit or whatever to just say whatever the fuck they want online with no repercussions uh but they're going to have been like in touch with q or like you know get like uh, like q can't be around anymore but like now i am the new q mouth like i'm the q pope and, and q gives me the message i give it to you and trust me because those rooms that eat that shit up like oh the, 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 there's no way that some amount of them uh, amount of them wouldn't just believe that sight unseen as soon as somebody tries it Oh, there are, there is right now on Telegram people who are claiming to be in contact with like military intelligence groups that are akin to Q or RQ. And again, the serious Q people are so mad about this. Everyone's favorite uh, bleach drinking moron Jordan Sather is like beside himself screaming and yelling about, oh, these people claim they know Q. That's bullshit. No outside comms. And it's like, guess what, dude? Uh, this is all a movie and people are going with, with the more entertaining movie. This is why you, you can't, you can't contain this thing. You don't have control over it. People want to believe what they want to believe and people just want to be happy and they want to believe the, the good, the fun story. And also n- nobody fucking batted an eye when Don Cheadle became a war machine. Like he just showed up and it was just like, Oh, it's Don Cheadle now. Okay. Well, that's cool. Roll with it. And, uh, that like, 
So it's it's not like like you like you know the 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 whole QAnon thing is a movie and actors can be replaced as long as their characters are the same. Like uh, it's just the the way it is. In my completely unprofessional opinion, if Trump makes a real move in 2024 to come back, I think that's when Q could try and come back because there there would be an attempt to there'd be something to benefit from it. Like right now, there's no reason to be Q. Like all the well, I, hours drained out of it. Oh, I could totally see uh, that being a thing where, like, because the heat would be off for like three years at that point. Because you've had all this year, all the, and and the, and I think that at that point, like the Watkins uh, boys would see that uh, they probably wouldn't want to run the actual account, but they could totally see where like selling the account to someone who wants to do it would be uh, valuable to them. And that person would have value uh, in being Q in that time. And that could, that, they could go down that road. That could, they could go down that rabbit hole. It'd be very interesting. It would be a total mess, but it's possible. It's absolutely possible. What a roller coaster. We, we, yes. we, we shall see. Yeah. Uh, did, did we answer the totality of that question? I can't, there was I, I, like three parts to it. It was yeah, like a novel. I think, I think the last one was about AQ being the most likely platform. It doesn't, I don't know about AQ being the most likely platform. Cause again, these people are now so ingrained in quote unquote free speech zones like Gab and Telegram, where they can basically do the same shit they're doing on AQ. Uh, yeah, I, I think that just the ease of use, it, like if Gab or Telegram or some other service can show up that has like, you know, Russian hosting that's rock solid that that won't give a fuck about ever deplatforming them for being Nazis or whatever. Uh, I feel like it's much more likely that that shit pops off on a more mainstream social media platform with ease of use than something like Acoon, right? Because you, you want you want grandma to love Q. You got to have right. it. Yeah, and, 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 and grandma's never going to like be able to like fucking ascertain who is who's the real you know mouthpieces through trip code or whatever they're just not like you know you, you, your people that are 50 and over are just not savvy enough for that shit right i think that that would be like that'd be like kind of the payoff is that it would the, the new queue would like start on aidkun and then immediately tell people like look we got to branch out we got to diversify here are my channels on telegram and here's my account on gab and we're going to do this Oh, the, maybe, maybe entwine my theory and Sarge's theory. Maybe the maybe Q original Q shows up on Eight Coon, and it's just like, hey, for security reasons, I cannot have an account on Gab, but I would love for you to go to my mouthpieces account on Gab and get the hot Q info from them. Oh, that'd be so brutal! Oh, that'd be so good. I would love that because because the serious QAnon people would have a stroke. They would be sold out so aggressively by that. It'd be so good. Well, the we like the rest of the world, we can only wait and watch. Yes. Uh, thanks for the questions. That brings us to the end of the episode, my beautiful babies. We did it. Another one in the books. Uh, but not before we do the all-important shilling. That's right. We eliminated it at the top of the episodes uh, to lessen the burden on you, the listener. But we do still want your money. So uh, if you'd like to support the podcast, the easiest way to do that is actually free. It's cheap as free. All you need to do is tell a friend, tell an enemy, tell a lover. Tell anybody that you like the podcast and direct them to also listen to our podcast. And if you can, if you like the podcast, uh, go ahead and rate it or review it or do whatever, whatever whatever your spirit moves you to do in assisting us to grow our brand. Uh, but everyone's getting their stimulus money now. So if you've got a little money burn a hole in your pocket, you can go ahead and donate it like 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 so much physical silver. But in this term, a usable currency uh, to us at our Patreon at Poker and Politics. Uh, go ahead and throw us your money or if you like the message, but you just don't really like us, 
or you'd rather just give your money to an actual charity, you can go ahead and do that by donating that uh, sweet, sweet Biden money to love146.org. However, it is important to note that if you donate the money to us, you can get a shout out like the shout out I'm about to do for one of our longtime listeners who has also decided to deliver us some sweet, sweet money. Uh, it is Feminist Propagander on the Twitters. You can find them there. Uh, they're a, a QAnon debunking expert in uh, the same sort of fashion as Mr. Mike Rands and certainly not me because I didn't know shit about this shit until I started the podcast or joined the podcast. Uh, but yeah, if you want to pop over to their Twitter and follow them. Uh, that would be great because they were nice enough to support us with some of those delicious doughs. So once again, if the spirit moves you, Patreon at Poker and Politics or love146.org to help uh, put a dent in all of that child trafficking shit that Q claims to be about, but, you know, don't really do anything about. Now they're uh, fighting the military. (laughs) Yeah, now they're too busy fighting the U.S. military when they're not busy trying to flee the country for Cancun. So yeah, go ahead and uh, donate that money to love146.org and put a little positivity back in the world. Uh, so for another successful episode of the Adventures in Hellworld podcast, I have been Hellworld L. You can find me at Twitter on Hellworld, at, at Hellworld L, world spelled with a Q. Uh, I'm signing off for myself, but also for Hellworld Sarge, who you can find on Twitter at Hellworld Sarge. That's me. And for uh, Mr. Mike Rains, a.k.a. Poker and Politics on Twitter. That's you want to say me. anything there, bud? That, that that was me throwing to you. And, and, I, and I, I dropped the ball. Very much like Wes Welker in the Super Bowl. I failed. Yeah. Failed. Way, way to Welker it, idiot. Anyway, one last time for myself, Mike Rains, and Hellworld Sarge. I'm Hellworld L. Good speed, patriots. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.